franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with a business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. My name is Sarah Wasco and I am joined by my colleague Roxanne Rapsky and we developed this podcast to bring you information and resources about business ownership and specifically about franchising. And we usually have a guest to share their experiences. We've had a variety of different guests from different backgrounds and different industries, our clients, our franchisors, funding, lending. But today, Roxanne and I are are not, we did not invite a guest and we are going to share with you a little bit about what we have learned uh, over this last week. We at FranNet have two conferences a year to visit with our franchise partners and get updates from them. And so we have just returned from our fall meeting and we wanted to use this opportunity to share with you some of the takeaways from this conference and some of what we learned uh, while visiting with our franchise partners. And it, we're tired. Uh, it's a whirlwind uh, event week. We decided, kind of counting up uh, our conversations, that between the two of us, we probably spoke with around 100 of our franchise partners. So we are filled with new information, and we wanted to share some of that with you today. So I thought we just, we kind of made a summary of of kind of our major takeaways, and we're just going to run through that a little bit with you. And kind of the first thing that we noticed that stood out to us was just some of the unique services and unique offerings that our franchise partners are able to provide. So Roxanne, you want to kind of start off with some of some of that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, actually, a lot of service-based businesses, the thing that I like about them is their business to business and business to consumer. So, you know, you've got that residential piece, you've got that commercial piece. Um, and the first one deals with uh, a type of cleaning, um, but it's not a type of cleaning that we see very often. Um, so, and along that cleaning line, um, there's also, um, hazardous waste kind of cleaning or, um, crime scene cleaning, Mm -hmm. uh, what else hoarding, you know, those types of situations. So there are some really unique concepts out there where there's not a lot of competition or if there is competition, it's very, very, very fragmented. So there's a lot of room to kind of come into these industries and um, for our franchises to kind of regulate them and take them to the next level and consolidate them, which is what franchising usually does. It kind of disrupts an industry and then consolidates it. So um, there's some unique things there. Anything you want to add to that? 
Yeah. I mean, one of the things that really comes to mind with those types of services is how recession resistant they are. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned biohazard or crime scene. Uh, that obviously has to be done. It doesn't matter what the economy yeah. is. And, um, you know, along that line, that particular brand, I really thought was just focused on what we said, but then they actually partner with other businesses. So for example, I was kind of surprised that they partner with uh, pest control companies. And I hadn't really thought about this, but the pest control companies come in and take care of the pests, but they don't take care of what's left behind. So <laughs> somebody actually has to come in and take care of this. And that was kind of an eye opener for me that I'd never really thought about. So I'm glad you didn't get too graphic. <laughs> no, I didn't get too graphic. But, um, you know, that was just a little bit of an aha moment. I asked them, like, why do you partner with pest control companies? And when yeah. they shared that with me, because I just always thought it was more biohazardous type yeah, you know, a crime scene related things. There's so. even weird cleanup that they have to do like in hotel rooms. And, you know, so just, you know, these are things that a lot of people don't want to do. Um, they need to be done. And um, it's a profitable bu business because it pays well to do some of these nasty jobs that nobody wants to do. Yeah. So. And you can really make money doing things that other people don't want to do. And, <laughs> you know, I'm sure many of you already are aware that there's franchises that come clean up backyards from dog waste and dog parks and that sort of thing. But that also, those are B2B and B2C as well. Business to business and business yes. to consumer. Yes. For those that don't, don't know Yes. That Clarify that for sure. <laughs> So another uh, element of kind of unique uh, programs is one of the brands has, and I, I actually believe there's more than one, but just kind of one uh, spent some time discussing their matchmaker program mm -hmm. with us. And what that is, is you come in as a new franchisee and it's not an official resale at the time. Resale meaning you're buying a business that somebody else has already started operating and is up and running, but they actually go out and seek existing independent businesses that are looking to sell. And then it transitions over into that franchise. Yeah. So they go out and look for there's there's mom and pop, you know, family run types of businesses where they do, they really want out. They're not doing as well, or they're just ready to get out. Um, and this company can actually go out and find these types of companies in your market. And you tell them how much money you want to make. You know, I, I, you can come in and say, I want $800,000 in revenue. And for that revenue, you're going to pay two times net. So whatever that business is netting. So you could even start there. I need a business that's going to pay me $250,000 a year. Well, you can bet that you're going to pay two times those net earnings. Or more. Sometimes or more. more. Sometimes it's a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Two to three times, we'll say. So um, get you pre-qualified and get you signed up and they will go out and search for one of these in your territory. So it is very similar to a resale in the sense that you're buying that existing revenue stream, but it's not a resale. So it's more of an acquisition um, and then converting that business over. But the other cool thing about that is it's already built out. You know, obviously you're probably gonna have to do some cosmetic upgrades and branding, but it's pretty much built out. So your tenant improvements, which can sometimes be very expensive, aren't in that situation. Yeah. And I was really impressed. They um, have not had a scenario where they couldn't find one. 
So you have to be trusting and and go in and and believe that they're going to find you the right opportunity, but um, they've had a lot of success with it. Well, and the other great thing about that is if you're working and you're looking to replace your income, you can continue working until all this is done. You know, once they've identified that business, the purchase has gone through. So then when you do slide out, everything's ready for you. You know, there's probably going to be a little bit of hair on that transaction and transitioning it over. Yeah. But, you know, you can keep working and drawing that income while this is happening. So. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So another really theme that we found was businesses, franchises centered around health and wellness. It's interesting how that industry has really grown, especially since COVID. So there were some unique opportunities in that category as well. Yeah, really um, a lot of newer things are there that a lot of people might not be aware of. Um, These are actually some things that I've been doing for quite a while. Um, Sarah and I are both cancer survivors, (laughs) and I've done a lot of um, holistic types of things. So um, IV therapy, there's a lot of different types of you know, high dose vitamin C for certain things, or just strictly vitamins. You know, I think where we hear about IV therapy is, you know, you go to Vegas and you're drinking too much and you need an IV to, you know, get through the next day or whatever. But that's not where IV therapy starts, even though that might be people's little window into that. So there's a lot of people with chronic illnesses like Lyme disease or you name it. Um, Actually, the founder of one of these Uh, the light therapy concept that we're talking about that was founded because her daughter had Lyme disease and um, she started doing some research and the closest place for her to go was like hours away. And her daughter was seeing a benefit from it. She was actually starting to improve. So this mom was like, Oh, okay, there's a need for this. We're going to do something about this. So um, different types of light, like different colors do different things. Now, obviously you have to kind of believe in this stuff, right? I, we understand that not everybody does, but um, there's some great alternative therapies out there Um, as well as, you know, we're all aware of the mental health issues and um, then the med spas. Yeah. Right? Yep. We had a guest several episodes back that owns one of the mental health franchises mm-hmm. and it has done, they've expanded very quickly. It's done quite well. Mm-hmm. So when you think about health and wellness, there's just so many different aspects of it uh, to consider and the industry is really continuing to grow. Absolutely. Uh, and another Element that's starting to really stand out to us is these platform companies. So what they are focusing on is a lot of the factors in a business that sometimes bog people down, whether it's marketing or accounting or HR, and they do that for the franchisee so that the franchisee can really focus on running their business. And so that is also very impressive. Now, you know, the investment might be a little bit more to get in because the franchisor is doing some of those things for the franchisee, but it really can contribute to a quicker ramp up in a lot of situations. And another thing that's also exciting about that path or that concept is that 
some of these platform companies actually own the marketing company. They own the accounting company rather than partnering with them. So there's more accountability, there's more control, uh, and more symmetry among their brands. Everybody's on the same page, right? right? Recruiting as well. They own the recruiting piece. They do. And I know we've talked about the platform companies before, but with technology, it just continues to improve um, and get more succinct over time. And then not only are the platform companies doing this, a lot of the independents are starting to bring this on as well. And I think a lot of this originally started um, coming into play because of some of the labor issues that, you know, we've yep. heard about, right? So they're trying to take that piece off of the franchisees um, and help them with that. And not to say that you don't have a say in it because you do, you're the one that makes the final decision, but they're going out and doing all the, the hard work to get these people in front of you so that you have a good pool of people to choose from that are qualified. Um, so that's uh, definitely a resounding theme. Yeah, absolutely. I, they've really stepped up on that piece because that is a big concern for a lot of people. Um, I know one of the franchise partners told us that uh, through their marketing department, a third of their leads for franchisees are coming from headquarters. And they're also really stepping up uh, support at, at headquarters. I know one of the numbers that I heard was there was uh, 4.9 for every 4.9 franchisees, there was one employee. Right. And it's funny because the way they kind of, um, the analogy they used was think about a classroom. You know, mm -hmm. if you think about franchisees mm -hmm. as being in a classroom with the franchisor, you know, think of the kids that are, there's 30 kids in a classroom to one teacher. Imagine if there were only five children in that classroom to the teacher, how much mm -hmm. more one-on-one -on -one attention they would get and how much quicker they would learn and be supported, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, another thing that we also uh, learned that was exciting to us is some of these franchise partners really have a give back component as part of their business. One of them gives back 25% to underprivileged children in third world countries. 25% of the profits from the franchisor mm. goes to, to help underprivileged children, which is really impressive to me. It is. It is. There are some uh, concepts that also give a, per, a percentage of their proceeds to first responders. So yeah. there's a lot of, you know, for, there's a lot of clients that we work with that really do want to do good with their businesses. So for those people that are really looking for that give back piece of it, um, some of these concepts will really resonate with them. Um, and then on, you know, flipping to a whole other side of this, another element is, you know, a lot of people come to us and they're interested in food, but Food can be very complicated. Uh, the margins can be very tight. Um, a lot of employees, lots of part-time employees are required, you know, when you do a full-on food business. But we're seeing a lot of fun and simple food, you know, maybe something that kind of is more like a food truck or um, maybe you're just doing milkshakes, right? So fun. Yeah, and I've my experience with those businesses has been – business owners who want to get their family involved. Mm -hmm. I've had uh, more people lately saying, I want a business where I can teach my kids about business. I want a business where my children can be involved so we can have fun together. And so uh, I think that is kind of another common denominator common denominator these days is people really wanting to be able to give back. And you don't have to have a franchise that gives 
their proceeds away. You can certainly give back on your own through your own business and your community. I know several of my clients have made donations to different fundraisers and things like that, but it is nice to know that that's the culture of the franchise as well. So, and so kind of that, um, that whole piece of it is appealing to people. Yeah. We actually have a clients, clients that we interviewed recently on our podcast that opened an account at a bank. Um, and they're just putting a little bit of money in there. Yes. Um, and, um, that account is for people that need their products and services that might not be able to afford it. So they're going to let that account grow and they'll be able to contribute to helping these folks get those product and ser- products and services in their homes. So if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to episode 56. It was just our last uh, podcast that we released. No, I'm wrong. 55. It was episode 55. Episode 55, yeah. Yep. So uh, tune in there and you can hear more about that. So moving on, another you know thing that stood out to us is like old industries. Industries that have been around a long time. Not sexy businesses, (laughs) needs-based businesses, but they're utilizing technology to really be disruptors in that area. So the one that comes to mind for me was a roofing company. And they are actually able to take the measurements on the roof through satellite. So nobody's crawling around on the roof. Nobody's risking their safety to take those measurements. And then because of this technology, through a lot of these things, they're able to give quotes on the spot mm-hmm. and not have to come back and, you know, work up numbers and, and use extra time um, to submit a proposal or what have you. So right. Which helps them win business. Absolutely. they're not having to go home and, you know, add up all their measurements and, and not just with roofing, um, you know, there's technology inside the home as well. Think window coverings, uh, flooring, where all the measuring is done with lasers. They've got their iPad right there, or, you know, if it's not an Apple, they've got something similar. They're sitting down with that customer and and giving them an estimate right then and there at their home. And they can also show visually what it would look like with that change. Like with this type of flooring, this is what your house is going to yep. look like. Um, I know one of the garage improvements was able to just swipe and, you know, pick different um, choices with flooring or paint or what have you cabinets, and then swipe cabinets storage. and there's a picture of your garage the way it looks yep. now and then they input that information and they swipe and they'll show you exactly what it would look like with those changes which really helps you win business because you know if you've got somebody in to fix up your garage you don't like it and you want to like it you want to love it right so to be able to visually see that is very impressive and it really does help them close their sales that way. Absolutely. Get those clients. And that's generally something that an independent business owner might not be able to offer. Uh, they might, but there's a lot involved to get that technology, probably a big investment. And yep. and so the franchisors are able to kind of take that on for the franchisees rather than them yes. having to figure that out themselves. Which makes it more affordable for the franchisees, which makes them be able to be more competitive in their market. Um, so along with old with new, window washing that's not sexy. That's not exciting, right? Window washing. But um, they can go up to six stories with no ladder um, because of the way their poles are. They can run the water through the pole. Um, And the other cool thing that I liked about that is because everything's filtered and self-contained in the van, they can also dump that water anywhere because it's completely clean water um, and it's not... um, 
tarnishing anything going it's, into it's filtered water yeah. and it's not even the water of the homeowner yeah. so they actually are using poles from the top of the residence or office and washing from the top down so again you don't have people risking safety on ladders and uh, I was really intrigued by that technology. I for think sure. they said the van held 250 gallons of water, so it was enough to get you through your day's work without having to refill. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just water, so there's no soap or any chemicals going into your bushes or landscaping either. Right. All right, yeah. more old but new. We've got um, haircutting, right? Yeah. Technology where you can sit down in, um, you know, you've got your high end salons and then you've got the lower end, like, you know, your super cuts or your great clips, but there's kind of like a middle of the road in there. Um, and the cool thing about this business is they have a color machine that can actually match your color on your hair. Even if you go to them the first time and specifically for your hair match, um, mix the exact right color. Um, so that his stylist can, color your hair or if you want a new color they can you know use all this technology to mix it so that it looks like you want it to on your hair i know so there's no surprises on what that new color <laughs> no more orange hair no more orange <laughs> hair because you get to see it uh prior to them mixing it up and applying it to your hair so we also thought that was very intriguing uh, another old something that everybody needs we all need this is a mattress and I call this particular business the Build-A-Bear of mattresses. And I know that many people would say, oh, there's so many mattress companies, right? It's but saturated. It's saturated. We hear that all the time. But this is a disruptor because it is completely customizable. So if any of you remember Build-A-Bear, you had to take your children. They made their own little teddy bear with their own stuffing in it. This is customized, and if there are two people sleeping on the same mattress, they can make one half different than the other half. And it has a lifelong guarantee. So over time, if you need to um, enhance it or modify it, they will come out and do that for you. Yep. And um, because the manufacturing is done, this is kind of what they call a hub and spoke model. So usually if you're joining this franchise, you're buying two to three, it's usually a three pack that they're doing three units, but your first one is what you, they call your hub and spoke. And that's where your manufacturing is and where you're making the, you're building the bears, you're making the, the mattresses. And then your other two locations have a much smaller footprint and they're more of just a retail presence. And all the manufacturing is done from that first location, but it's just like making a sandwich and can be done in like, or like 15 minutes or it's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I love that they'll come out to your home and adjust it, and um, and it's yeah. less, it's a lower and lower priced yeah. mattress because you cut out the middleman mm -hmm. and the manufacturing is done there. So surprisingly, you can get this completely customizable mattress for significantly lower than what you might buy a mattress elsewhere. So that also is really unique and impressive to me. Well, it kind of compares with, if you think about the sleep number bed, right? Where it's very customizable. Yes. And um, so think of that, but a lot less money, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All right. What All else? right. Well, I think, 
I think that's a wrap. That's a summary pretty much of, of what we learned. But, you know, I, I hope that some of you maybe learned something about some industries that maybe you hadn't thought about um, in the franchise world. Well, hopefully we piqued your interest enough to reach out to us. Um, please reach out if you have any questions. Um, you can find Sarah and I. We're very active on LinkedIn. So you can find Sarah, Sarah with no H, Wasco, W-A-S-K-O-W. I'm Roxanne Rapsky, R-A-P-S-K-E. You can also find us on frannet.com and on our YouTube channel at Frannet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. Also, this podcast, Unpredicted Entrepreneur, is on all of the podcasting platforms. We appreciate you for joining us and listening in. Thank you. Bye. Bye.